last March. Hi, I'm Abby McNally, and I just got saved a year ago this last March. I've been reading the Bible for a year now, and it's made a huge, huge impact in my life. And so we wanted to start a podcast where we would have a platform that's interactable for anyone and everyone across the world. Um, we just wanted more perspectives of scripture being shared and more talk about Jesus and more enlightened conversations and trying to just bring back the Bible into this new generation. We've got a generation full of information, but not much about the Bible. So. It's so true. I'm Terry Rothman. It's great to be here with everybody today. And uh, you know, I'd like to thank everybody for coming out and, and listening to the word as we, as we teach here Exodus. Um, since you know that by far one of the best books in the Bible, by my opinion, it's, it's just so amazing. The Exodus story. So, um, you know, just everybody, just pay attention to what's going on here, and uh, you know, listen up because we're about to get into some huge stuff here. So, yeah. Last time we left off, um, it was just basically the beginning story of Moses's birth, and I just the whole um, the incredibleness of how he leaves his mom, but Miriam was just so. She had to just be so connected to God to just know to follow and stand in that spot. And then she just changed the whole, you know, that changed his whole course because he got to go back with his mom and it gave her some more time with him. And, you know, the first three years of a child's life are crucial, very crucial. And so the fact that he got to spend that with his sister and with his mother and it just, you know, it just changed everything. And I loved, I love the fact that you get to see all of that with Moses' story. You right, right. and that's what, that's what Moses' story is just so so amazing. Because it, it is. It just, shows God, it just shows God's God. master plan. Yeah. Like it doesn't, you know what I mean? Does. It doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. God's plan is going to put the yeah. right person in the right place at the right time, no yeah. matter what you're doing, you know? So if you're following God's will and you're, you're doing God's ways, you're always just going to be, because God doesn't make mistakes. So you make mistakes, but God lets you, lets you do that. But he's going to keep you on the right path at all times. It's just what he does, you know. You're gonna go do your thing, and God's gonna be like, "Well, all right, now let's put her in the roundabout and, and get you back on the right road here, and you know, yeah. just continue getting you back on the, into the roundabout." As you, yeah. as you try to get off the highway, he puts you right back on the path, and you're like, "Oh, okay, all right, thanks, God," you know, and, and sorry, you know, and just keep on moving forward. It's not, and, and just you know, totally being um, surrendered to God, and, and that's what Moses does, you know, he just surrenders. He surrenders himself to God, um, and his mom surrendered him to God from the beginning. She put him in a boat. She did. And put him down the river, and you know the, the odds of survival at that point are basically zero. Yeah. Um, but with it's with, with God, the faith that she had, mm -hmm. you know, and she showed that. Yeah, and with God, you know that that's all possible. So we'll uh, let's jump into the verse of the day. You want to do a verse? Or? Yeah, I was looking at Isaiah sixty. Oh, she got something out of there. Isaiah 61, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be upon thee. I really love that verse. So. Definitely a good one. Yeah, and I just thought of it. So, um, Yeah, I really love, I love the story of Moses because it does. It just shows us, to me, it's the story that shows the most um, visual proof of God's existence. Yeah. Amazing, incredible abilities, too, though. Like the the plagues of the earth. I mean, that's just it's something that even if you if you don't really know much about God and you hear that that He did those things, it's just incredible to me. It's just it's it's amazing. Yeah, you know, and that you know, he just shows that he's above all. He's above nature. It does, he's above and, and it shows when you surrender to God the capabilities of that God can work through you. Mm -hmm. I mean, the way that he Moses's life was used is just I love it so much. And it wasn't always Moses's life wasn't always just great too. You know, everybody thinks no, that if you're following really God, you got it's going to be always just well, just imagine butterflies and, and hundreds of thousands of people following mm -hmm. you and asking you questions for every little thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, they wanted him to tell them how to do everything. everything. And he had hundreds of thousands of them to the point where Jethro even went to him and said, gotta, this isn't working. You You've got to get there. some people to help out. Yeah, you can't have this. Get, and it's it. not even just the fact that it would wear Moses out that much. It's also the fact that there's no possible way he can see them all ever. 
So like there had to be more people to be able to do this and and now, now you get it, and, and that's, that's why. Yeah, it can't just be one. Exactly. And that's why God never wanted there to be kings, and they lead right up into judges and kings. And, and you know, the whole way through it, God makes it so clear this is not his will. It's not what he wants for, for them. Sure. But they just have to have yeah. this one person, and it doesn't even make sense. And, 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 and he did. He sent by Jesus so we could have a king. You know, he said, oh, if you guys want a king, yeah. I'll give you a king. Yeah, yeah. You have Jesus will be your king. Because his way that he teaches is to really like not even live your life like you have a king. It's to right. live your life just serving others. Yeah, not right. Exactly. Not serving a king. You know, serving, exactly. serving others. You know, exactly. Serving, mm -hmm. If you want a king, let Jesus be your king. Yeah. yeah that's why Jesus is, is the king. That's why. Because he is so, yeah. he is the perfect representation of what a king should be that a human couldn't be. Right. I mean, just an ordinary man could right, not. Right. Could be, they could not be. We cover power, like we, cover, we, cover, yeah. we cover, well, we cover, we cover, we cover, Well, and you let pride will step in eventually, For you know, sure. and all these things. It's just like David, you know, he was an incredible king, but there were moments where were things moments. crept in and mm -hmm. he struggled. And so. it's, it's part of being man. So, you know, that's that's why God has to be in control of all things because, you know, that's why it's full surrender to God is the only solution to, yeah. to fixing any problem and, and, and letting God work through you like Jesus did. You know, being, being that open vessel that, that Jesus allowed us to be, you know, he washed away our sins yeah. to allow us to cleanse the vessel so God can now resonate through us mm -hmm. and, and be a part of our lives. You know, not, not only is he surrounded us, he is in us. He works through he, he us. He works through yeah. us, through, through, a, through a certain mechanism of, of when we're doing good and we're, we're following Jesus' path. And that's the thing I had. This. And that's what Moses does here. But he does. Yeah. You know, back then, before Jesus, God, God couldn't come into the body because we were unclean vessels. So even if you followed the law, God knew that he couldn't come into us. So Jesus washed away that, you know, like being the blood of Christ, where he washed away that so, so God could come through us and work through us the same way he did Jesus. But the only way that he could do that with Jesus was to be Jesus' father because man was so corrupt in sin that, that man couldn't even do this alone. And yeah. he, it needed God's intervention to even accomplish this. And, and then it goes back to proving God once again. So not only here at Moses, is, is the bush burning, and he, he's sending down the Ten Commandments and, and the, the 613 laws, and, and he's given them manta, and he's with them for 40 years. You know, it's, it's just all all cycles to the Jesus story. Like this is all yeah. foreshadowing to, to what is going to happen with Jesus and, and giving us this king that we, that we have. to do incredible things after, mm -hmm. after the death, because yeah. then Jesus was able to yeah, come through them, for sure. and they were able to do way more than they could have ever done on their own with him, there with them, physically, it wasn't, right. you know, because then they, they had also this connection that they realized, I'm sure in that moment, because we were talking about this, you know, the, the moment whenever Jesus is, is talking through each of them, they realize their connection through each other. Hey, you know, through exactly. That. That's how we can all be connected now is through Jesus yeah. because Christ lives within us all now. Exactly. And, and that's that's the oneness that, that Jesus talks about, the collective wholeness, the, the, the hope, the, the grace, and all the things that God the promises. God it, it, it's, it's, all, it's all an interconnected thing. You know, it, it's not just selfishness. It, it's not anything like that. It's about us all together having Jesus through us to make a better world. Yeah. You know, it, it's not just one individual person. It's not it's not two individual people. It's the collective whole. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's what that's what and, and Jesus, Jesus taught it, you know, and he, he taught it so well that people didn't understand it. Yeah. You know, and and, and they they misconstrued, you know, a lot of a lot of what he really wanted to just let them know like it, it's it's not about putting labels on serve one master, God. Yeah. You know, and, and Moses, you know, he doesn't have Jesus here. He's just serving God. So there's no Jesus in the middle. So he's got a direct connection to God without Jesus. But without Jesus, we don't have a path. We, 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 Moses knew because he came from the lineage 
you know, Jesus taught us all the path. Yeah. You know, Moses had the path. But Jesus gave that path, the ancient Mo- Abrahamic secret, out to everybody. Yeah. You know, and that's what he did. He exposed the secret of, of how to connect with the divine through all people. So this was teaching that his family had written from the beginning of time. And, and he went and studied those teachings and learned the path and, and learned how to teach it to, to everybody. Teach the path of, of, of connecting with the divine through acts of kindness, through acts of sharing, through acts of hope, through through um, teachings and and, and, sh- uh, and, and community and um, you know healing. Yeah. You know he, he showed that, that that's how you connect with God by, by doing these things. You too can be yeah like like all the other people. yeah because the spiritual gifts and all of that is written about in the New Testament. Jesus had to shed light to that, what the gifts are that yeah. we can receive and, and how to get them and how to, mm-hmm. yeah. So that, that's what he was just basically reiterating all the points of the Old Testament, you know, that that, that it goes on through Leviticus and Deuteronomy, all, all of God's blessings and things like that. He just basically touches on all of those again to let everybody know, like, when you receive God, you, you receive these blessings, you know, it, it's just part of what happens. So if you're not receiving those blessings, you need to open up yourself more to receiving God and, and following the ways of Jesus to connect with the divine so you can receive these blessings by, by, and, and share them with others. Yeah. You know, and, and learn to, to take the blessings in and, and take your talent with those blessings and share whatever it is those blessings are because they'll be multiplied by magnitudes mm-hmm. when, when you share them, just yeah. like the fish. You know, that was what the fish and all, all the feeding, share, and then that's what it's all about. It, it's not just one person. He had to have a boy willing to share mm-hmm. to give the fish to all the people. Yeah, you know. So it's, it's just that one act of kindness, that one thing that you do, holding the door open for somebody, um, saying thank you for something that you know you didn't deserve. You know what I mean? Just any act of kindness that puts you above that situation and, and allows you to resonate that situation to God. Is something it's just it could be that small, but if everybody does that consistently on a daily basis, then the world begins to change. Yeah. It begins to change in, in a collective good of, of people working together for a purpose, working together to have a cause of, of, of sustainability in life, and, and that's all Jesus was ever trying to do. Yeah. You know where where they went wrong in, in teaching and stuff was, I don't know. You know I wasn't there. But I, I know, I know now that it, it's it's not right. Yeah. No, if anything. Well, because it just teaches parts of it, but I mean the the judgment and putting them in a box and judging others for not doing this and not and thinking that there's just one one path, one way. I mean, essentially, yes, that's Jesus, but there's a lot more to it. There's a lot of. Um, Ways to get to Jesus. We all for, have for a sure. path Everybody's got a different path so. to to the, the, the divine, you know, yeah. and, and and it could be done, you know, in, in different cultures with different mechanisms. But you know, the only true path is, is and, and Jesus, like love and compassion and sharing. Those those are all part of Jesus' teaching, and other cultures have those in their religion. Yeah. Doing those in your religious aspect is the same thing that Jesus is teaching. So you're following the same teachings of Jesus using your own religious experiences. Yeah. You know, you don't have to change any of that. You don't have to conform to Jesus this and Jesus that. You can use what's in your own teachings and, and, and follow what Jesus was saying and, and make a collective hybrid system that works best to resonate with God. You don't have to put him in a box. You don't. That's, that's you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm yeah, you know, you don't want to because there's all these different ways that that people get there, and whenever they receive criticism and judgment, saying, "Well, that's not Jesus," well, it is. It though. is. It is. It is because it's, it's they're living the same life that Jesus had to live sure. in a different way, mm-hmm. and now they just need to, to learn the Bible through different cultures. Yeah. And most yeah. of, most of those people were were using Jesus's teachings in order to become enlightened, like Buddha and Muhammad, and, and you know. Um, Shakespeare and all the ones that became enlightened folks were, were were using the teachings of Jesus in order to become the way they were. So they, they were using the same concept, but they, 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 they just were teaching it through their, through their culture. 
Yeah. You know, so th this was, Jesus was here for the Hebrew culture, and, and he taught the Hebrew way of, of connecting with God. So, you know, other people took those teachings and built them into their cultural stuff to be able to teach their people with the stuff that they already knew how to resonate with God. You know, and, and, and people got confused and they created war over this because because I don't, I don't know why people created war over this because it's not what his intentions were. His intentions are for love and compassion. So how can you create war for love and compassion unless you don't understand it? Because you can't do it. You, yeah. can't, you can't make war from these two things. Yeah. You can't make war from hope, compassion, love. You know what I mean? How do you make war from that? You know what you make from that? Happiness, joy. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no way to make war community. out of that. Community. community. Sustainability, right? Right. Mm -hmm, right. Yeah. So there's no way, if you're practicing these things, you can do these things. It's impossible. Yeah. Because God said so. Yeah. <coughs> so... But we'll read on to Exodus here. All right. So on three six. So now um, God has appeared to Moses in a bush, and Moses said, "I will turn now aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt." And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, "Moses, Moses." And he said, "Here am I." And he said, "John, not nigh hither." Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. taskmasters. For I know their sorrows, and I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land, and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto a place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly, I will be with thee. And so, this, so th this is a funny thing, because so Mo God's telling Moses this, and Moses is arguing with God. Mm -hmm. So here, here God's talking to you, and you're like, God, come on. I, I, how am I going to do this? You know what I mean? And you're like, he's like, I'm God. I can do anything. And you're like, come on, God, but I can't even speak well. Yeah. You know, he's like, come on, Moses, I'm God. Yes. So don't you understand who I am? I'm the father, the one that your grandpa talked about. Mm -hmm. I'm that God, you know, that was up on the mountain with him and stuff. I'm that yeah. guy. And he's like, yeah, but come on, God. You sure I can be able to do this? And God's like, hey, and this is going to be continuous of, of Moses' yeah, whole, whole entire path, path uh, in this sure journey. Yeah, not sure, not having uh, enough faith in God's ability that uh, he can handle this. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so this is Moses' um, his chain with God is he can't just get over that, that God can, after, even after all the plagues, Moses is still questioning this. You know, he's like, ah, I don't know if you can be able to do this one, God. Like, and he's like, Moses, I can do all things. What don't you understand? Yeah. It's everything. So no matter what you can come to me with, I can do it. So, you know, you're coming to me with this, and, and you're like, God, can you do this? And God's like, yes, Moses. I can do all things. Just, you just tell me what you want. Yeah. You know, that's what he's doing to us. You know, every day when you're over there just doing those crazy prayers, and God wants you to just narrow it down to what you what you want, because you're over there like, oh, I don't know, God's willing. To, I don't know if I deserve this. Have I been good enough to get this? You know, you, you become Moses over there arguing with God, and God already says that it is yours. Ask and you shall receive. He didn't say you might get it if you if if you do something like this. He said, connect with me, and you ask it, and you shall receive it. So don't argue about it with me when I get
give it to you and just let it happen, let it be, because I'm already working on it. Sure, it might not fit your exact schedule, but I'm God, and I'm going to get it done. So just trust that it is already done, that it exists, and start making steps towards that happening and, and, and the existence of that to be. Uh, and that's, that's why God's going to continually just drill into Moses here for the next 10 pages in this. He's going to just drill it into everybody. <laughs> and he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, what is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt you say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent unto me unto you. And God said moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob hath sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. And, 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 you know, basically, God, this is where Jesus gets this from. Um, when, when, he, when, he, when, the, when the prophecies ask him uh, who he is, and, and they ask him, you are the I am? And he says, I am, I am. Yeah. You know, I am, I am. So he says, he's claiming there. And people are like, well, what does that mean? Well, right here is telling you that God claims that he's I am. When Jesus says, I am, I am, he's saying, I you know am what I've God. Noticed? Every time God calls on any of his servants, they always say, here am I. They never say, here I am. Right, for sure, because you don't want to be claimed to be God unless yeah. you are God. Yeah. Only one person with God resonated on earth was Jesus. Yeah. You know, that's the only person that... Was, yeah, that just made sense to me. I'm like, why they always said, here am I, instead of here I am. Mm -hmm. God is the I am. He is above all things. He is Yahweh. You know, and so claiming to be I am it is claiming to be God. Yeah. You know, and, and there's only one person that ever had the, 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 the right to do that. And God gave him permission to come to earth and to claim this to all people. So nobody else has this permission to claim that they are God because you are not. You know, it's just not God is God. So it's just it. This is why this is why he's telling everybody here is basically that go tell Pharaoh that the I am that created everything is talking to him. Go ahead. The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob hath sent me unto you, and this is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say unto them. The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, appeared unto me, saying, I have surely visited you, and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt, unto the land of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, and a land, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. And they shall hearken to thy voice, and thou shalt come, thou and the elders of Israel, unto the king of Egypt. And ye shall say unto him, The Lord God of the Hebrews hath sent me, met with us, and now let us go, we beseech thee, three days' journey into the wilderness, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. And I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go, no, not by a mighty hand. And I will stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonders which I will do in the midst thereof. And after that he will let you go. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it will come to pass that when ye go, ye shall not go empty. But every woman shall borrow of her neighbor and of her that sojourneth in her house jewels of silver and jewels of gold and remit. And ye shall put them upon your sons and upon your daughters. And ye shall spoil the Egyptians. Okay, and, and basically right here in this first part of Exodus, God's already telling him exactly 
what's going to happen in the entire thing. He's like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get you out of there. I'm going to do all these things. And then at the end, you're going to take all these jewels and you're going to leave and you're going to go. And God's telling him right here, step by step, what to expect, what, what, to, to, expect, what to expect and what to do. And, and so this is like the, the step by step version of what he's going to do here. And so Moses is taking this in and he's still going to go like, all right, God, you already gave me this step by step, but what, do you, what am I going to do in this step? You know what I mean? How are we going to get this step done? So that's what we're going to read. And next is basically him arguing with God here again mm -hmm. uh, and how to get these steps accomplished that he just laid out for him. And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, What is that in thine hand? And he said, A rod. And he said, Cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. And the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth thine hand, and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand, and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. That they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, hath appeared unto thee. And the Lord said furthermore unto him, Put now thine hand into thy bosom. And he put his hand into his bosom, and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous as snow. And he said, Put thine hand into thy bosom again. And he put his hand into his bosom again, and plucked it out of his bosom, and behold, it was turned again as his other flesh. So, so basically, God, God, God has to, Moses is so unsure of this, that God over here just turned his staff into a snake, and turning to giving him an incurable disease that that's an incurable yeah. at this time leprosy and he puts it all over him all, and, and then he cures it instantly and Moses is still standing there going eh, yeah but any magician could do this God so I want, I want to see something I want to see something a little fancier so if, so when you think that you're not serving God right look just look at Moses here yeah you know what I mean he, he this guy's just completely out of control in today's standards like you would just be heresy yeah to, to be able to act like this you know and he's talking directly to the man yeah he's in a one-on-one -on -one with God going are you sure man you know, straight you pull this off like let me see something different you know yeah you know, and he still he still has doubt you know we're, we're yeah. only in the chapter four it is it is nice to know that it's normal to have doubt even whenever it's even when God's got, present yeah. right right in front of you right in front of you because right yeah. it's just hard I feel like as a human mind to be able to comprehend that anything is possible it's hard to well it, 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 it is to until comprehend you, it because you've been told that you believe that it's not for so long right you know? right and then that's a lot of it's all part of the programming of, yeah. of, of, of making us but think. even Moses back then before all that mm -hmm. you know his life well, circumstances the, yeah. have led him to believe that mm -hmm. not anything is you know, right, right, exactly. it's exactly. most people's life, the circumstances that happen that mm -hmm. make them just. Even Moses. Yes. So, and he got a whole, he got to write the whole first five chapters of the Bible. And it shall come to pass if they will not believe thee, neither hearken to the voice of the first sign, and they will believe the voice of the latter sign. And it shall come to pass if they will not believe also these two signs, neither hearken unto thy voice that thou shalt take of the water of the river and pour it upon the dry land. And the water which thou takest out of the river shall become blood upon the dry land. And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent neither heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. So not only does he tell him to go do these eight things in front of these people, and they're going to believe you. You're going to turn water into blood. You're going to turn leprosy into healing. You're going to do all of these things I told you to do. You're going to turn this uh, staff into a snake. But yet, but no, no, no. What? Right? You doesn't speak well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're going to do all that, but what am I going to say next? Yeah. You know, and God's going to tell you what, what's going to happen here. And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth? Or who maketh the dumb, or deaf, or the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? 
Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. Okay, so here, here is God. Moses did bitching all this. So God, God is telling him, now go. Like it's, it's God is saying, yeah. go, Moses. I, all of us covered, go. Go. Just, I've covered your every concern. Yes, now go. So now, now he's like, all right, I guess God figured out everything. <laughs> And he said, O my Lord, send, I pray thee, by the hand of him whom thou wilt send. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Is not Aaron the Levite thy brother? I know that he can speak well. And also, behold, he cometh forth to meet thee, and when he seeth thee, he will be glad in his heart. And thou shalt speak unto him, and put words in his mouth, and I will be with thy mouth, and with his mouth, and will teach you what ye shall do. So, so here, 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 what I already have been telling you, is this is where God's doing this. He's going to let them just, he's going to use Aaron to just speak his words. Yeah. So he's just going to, he already is going to ordain Aaron to basically be God's voice. Yeah. So this is what's going on here. So because is, he kept complaining that he couldn't. <laughs> right, right. So he didn't even he didn't even give him that blessing. Yeah. He gave it to somebody else. Yeah. He could have gave it to Moses. Moses could have had to have it. Moses wanted to argue with God. And God was just like, All right, go then, I'm gonna give it to Aaron. Yeah. You know, so he would Moses would not accept that blessing. So now he Thou shalt speak unto him and put words in his mouth, and I will be with thy mouth and with his mouth, and will teach you what ye shall do. And he shall be thy spokesman unto the people, and he shall be, even he shall be to thee, instead of a mouth, and thou shalt be to him instead of a god. And thou shalt take this rod in thine hand, wherewith thou shalt do signs. And Moses went and returned to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said unto him, Let me go, I pray thee, and return unto my brethren which are in Egypt. And, and Jethro, Jethro is an important part of um, the Bible here because he, he shows that this is just not for Christians or people. You know, Jethro has a very important role in this whole story, and, and, and he's not even a part of the family. You know what I mean? He, he's related to Moses as a, what was he? It's his father-in-law. Father-in-law, yeah. So he's not, you know what I mean. So he's he's an in-law uh, of Moses, and, and and he still has just a huge, and he's not even following down this bloodline or nothing, and he has one of the biggest stories in the entire Bible. Yeah. You know, so this is not just a Bible for one people. This is a Bible because this is a Bible for all people. Yeah. And, and it shows right here. This was. Well, and this, this was over in Africa, isn't it? Because I thought that they said that it was like somewhere in Africa where his whole family is because that's he married Zipporah's daughter so because Mary or uh, Miriam and Aaron ended up bringing it up later that Moses married a woman that was in a completely different Mm -hmm. area and they get upset about that and we know how the Lord feels about that because they get leprous (laughs) so but um, But it shows that the reason for that the reason why God wanted that was because it brought God, Yahweh, into Jethro's whole family line all the way mm-hmm. down to this place in Africa where it probably spread to other people. For sure. And, and it, it shows, it, sh- yeah, it, it, shows it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? That little piece of God that they saw going through Moses and Abraham's life, they, it went on to, to enhance millions and millions more lives through Jethro's line. And, you know, and he sets up the council of equals with Moses, and he helps them out and getting all that accomplished, and manages all those people, and basically controls all the people that that are coming to Moses. And, and so Moses isn't overwhelmed. He's got this one guy that wasn't even involved, a father-in-law, stepped in to, to, to help out to, to accomplish this. So you don't have to be a Christian or a Jew or whatever other thing it be. It could be anybody that that fills this position. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, or God can ordain anybody from any walk of life to fulfill, sure. to fulfill yeah. this position. And, and Jethro, Jethro is one of those people. 
And it also shows that the Bible wasn't just for Jews. It's not a book just for Jews. It's not a book just for Christians. No. It's a book for anybody. No. And it just Jeffro is one of the, the main ones like that, that proves this. Yeah, you know? that just shows that. Mm -hmm. And Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. And the Lord said unto Moses and Midian, Go, return into Egypt, for all the men are dead which sought thy life. And Moses took his wife and his sons, and set them upon an ass, and he returned to the land of Egypt. And Moses took the rod of God in his hand. And the Lord said unto Moses, When thou goest to return into Egypt, see that thou do all, the, all those wonders before Pharaoh which I have put in thine hand. But I will harden his heart that he shall not let the people go. And, and people often wonder, like, why did Moses? Ha why did God have this staff with Moses? And, and the reason that Moses had this staff was, was basically a grounding rod to be able to harness God's energy. So this this was grounding Moses to the earth. So when he puts the staff into things, it would harness God's energy oh, wow. and, and complete the connection with with God. So this was how God used nature with Moses to. Moses' connection to, to the divine to, to do these things. Oh, wow. so that's why the staff is an important thing in, the, in, in this because a lot of people don't understand what the staff is. It's, it's God, it's representation of nature and God and the connection that's needed in order to do these things. That's why Moses always has to use this staff to do it because that, that represents nature. Yeah. You know, so with Moses. That's really neat. I did not know that. No, at no, all. No, no, nobody does. It makes perfect sense. For sure, for sure. Yeah, because you have a piece of nature that grounds you into and connects you to your nature uh -huh. at all times. Right, and that's part of God. You know, the earth is part of God. We are part of God. So it has to be the connection of all that has to align to, yeah. in order to harness the, 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 the God on earth. So Moses, you know, Moses was able to do that by, by striking his staff on the things and, and harnessing nature through God and using that power so he could channel it through himself onto other objects. Wow, that's really neat. Or part of sea, or, you know, split a rock, or, you know, turn water into blood. Anything you really want to do, you can do like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. And I say unto thee, Let my son go that he may serve me. And if thou refuse to let him go, behold, I will slay thy son, even thy firstborn. And it came to pass by the way in the end that the Lord met him and sought to kill him. Then Sipporah took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast it at his feet and said, Surely a bloody husband art thou to me. And the foreskin always, you know, that represents uh, commitment to God and circumcision. So, so is she mad, though, what I'm taking out of that? She's really mad about it? But yeah, yeah, because they, they, they serve another God. So they, they're committed to the God of Abraham, and, and she's not happy about that because they're Maronites, I think, or something. Um, Midianites. Midianites, yeah, Midianites. So they're Midianites, and, and uh, now they're, they're committing to this God of Abraham. So he let him go, then she said, A bloody husband thou art, because of the circumcision. And the Lord said to Aaron, Go into the wilderness to meet Moses. And he went, and met him in the mount of God, and kissed him. And Moses told Aaron of all the words of the Lord who had sent him, and all the signs which he had commanded him. And Moses and Aaron went, and gathered together all the elders of the children of Israel. And Aaron spake all the words which the Lord had spoken unto Moses and did the signs in the sight of the people. And the people believed, and when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel, and that he had looked upon their affliction, then they bowed their heads and worshipped. And afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. So here, you know, here, 
here is Moses. Uh, this is Moses' famous saying right here. You know, so here, here's where it comes from. This is Moses' big, this big moment. Is let my people go. Mm-hmm. Well, this verse will resonate through the world history forever. This one verse right here. Um, I mean, this is probably the, one of the biggest verses of, of the entire Bible. Is this one right here. So, you know, kind of chapter five. We're digging into the heart of this thing. Now Moses has uh, come back to the Pharaoh and he's, uh, he's demanded that. Well, he is. Well, you got to remember, Mo- Moses, was, Moses was wanted for murder. Yeah. Moses shows back up to Pharaoh. Now he's making a demand to the Pharaoh. Pharaoh wants to kill him. Yeah. He's walking up to him face to face and going, I need to let my people go. Yeah. And the Pharaoh is like, what? You're, you're the murderer, Moses. You're going to be killed. What are you talking about? Yeah. Moses is like, no, God sent me here. God, what God? He's like, the, the God, you know, the main one. And he's like, prove it. So that's what's going to happen right here. Yeah, and it's also like his grandpa, basically, too. So he, it's not even just the man that wants to kill him now because he killed someone. It, he grew up with this being his grandpa. Yeah. So it's even more, yeah. it would just be a... But, but no matter what, he was a Hebrew and, and, and he killed an Egyptian. So he asked Right, me, he asked for me. sure. I'm just saying... Uh, under the law of death of the, the Egyptian. The oddness of this interaction the way it would oh, yeah. be for him because like it was his grandpa so it was his whole childhood and now he wants to kill him for killing an egyptian and he so, just shows up and there he right. just shows up right like, what are you say, doing here let these you know you know i have to kill you yeah. that's why he's like and he's like giving it to this guy a demand and this is the pharaoh nobody gives the pharaoh a demand right he's, he's the king of kings you know so who are you to come up here and demand a favor or, or demand anything from me as the pharaoh Right. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. And they said, The God of the Hebrews hath met with us. Let us go, we pray thee, three days' journey into the desert, and sacrifice unto the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword. And the king of Egypt said unto them, Wherefore do ye, Moses and Aaron, let the people from their works get ye, get you unto your burdens? And Pharaoh said, Behold, the people of the land now are many, and ye make them rest from their burdens. And Pharaoh commanded the same day the taskmasters of the people and their officers, saying, Ye shall no more give the people straw to make brick. So, so now, now that Moses and Aaron went to the peop- to the Pharaoh, he, he's, he's ordered, he's, gonna, he's making it harder on the, the people now, and, and he's going to make everybody hate Moses and Aaron because, you know, he went to, Moses and Aaron went to the people first and told them what was going on, and they said, yeah, go talk to the Pharaoh now. Now Pharaoh is going to show his power by by embarrassing Moses and Aaron and saying, like, now we're going to take away all your supplies, you're going to have to go gather your own supplies even to do the work that you're supposed to do because Moses and Aaron came in here acting a fool. Yeah. And, and, and then the taskmasters, uh, you know, they're they're going to get into a fickle situation too at this point here because they're they're not going to be able to complete the work that they need to get done either now, and they're going to be punished because now the, the slaves have to go get their own supplies. So this, this quota is not going to fulfill the quota. And they have to be punished now for this, what Moses and Aaron did. Yeah. So, so now, everyone, now everybody gets punished for this, and, and it's going to cause great strife throughout the land. And and God, God and this is all part of God's plan. So you, you know, God's already got this plan. He already laid out for Moses in the beginning. He gave him the whole plan. And that now Moses just has to be patient in order for this plan to lay out and God's going to make everybody hate him in, yeah. in the meanwhile but but he's got to have the faith and trust that God's going to do what God says he's going to do right. so you're going to just continue to, to, to just do as God directs you and that's what's going to happen here and he's going to basically kick Pharaoh and, uh, and drown them all in the lake eventually here soon and the tale of the bricks which they did make heretofore ye shall lay, lay upon them ye shall not diminish aught thereof for they be idle. Therefore they cry, saying, Let us go and sacrifice to our God. Let their more work be laid upon the men, that they may labor therein, and let them not regard vain words. 
And the taskmasters of the people went out, and their officers, and they spake to the people, saying, Thus saith Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Go ye, get your straw where you can find it, yet not aught of your work shall be diminished. So it's basically what I was just talking about. Not, they're not going to reduce any of their work. But now you got to go gather your own supplies. So, so before the other people were bringing supplies to you, and you were just uh, doing whatever it was that you were doing, now now you're having to go to the field and reap your own wheat to make bread. If that's your task, it was making bread. Before, the wheat was just in a big jar. So now you have to figure out how to go dry this wheat and get it ready for the bread, which you've never done before. So you know, I know they're put them in this awkward situation throughout, you know, and almost an impossible situation for them to even get out of. Yeah. So the people were scattered abroad throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble instead of straw. And the taskmasters hasted them, saying, Fulfill your works, your daily tasks, as when there was straw. And the officers of the children of Israel, with which Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them, were beaten and demanded, Wherefore have ye not fulfilled your task in making brick, both yesterday and today, heretofore? Then the officers of the children of Israel came and cried unto Pharaoh, saying, Wherefore dealest thou thus with thy servants? There is no straw given unto thy servants, and they say to us, Make brick, and behold, thy servants are beaten, but the fault is in thine own people. But he said, Ye are idle, ye are idle, therefore ye say, Let us go and do sacrifice to the Lord. Go therefore now and work, for there shall no straw be given you, yet shall ye deliver the tale of bricks. And the officers of the children of Israel did see that they were in evil case, after it was said, Ye shall not minish aught from your bricks of your daily work. And they met Moses and Aaron, who stood in the way, as they came forth from Pharaoh. And they said unto him, The Lord look upon you, and judge, because ye have made our savor to be abhorred in the eyes of Pharaoh, and in the eyes of his servants, to put a sword in their hand to slay us. And so, Moses so, they're, they're, so now they're, they're, now they're talking about, like, you, you, you're letting them kill us, Moses. You know, you, you told us to do this, and now look what's happened to us. Moses, like, what are we going to, you know what I mean? This is all your fault, Moses and Aaron. Like, you're killing our people. Look, you know, yeah. you're supposed to help us. And this is what they're just going crazy, you know, because all these people are dying because of the taskmasters. And, 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 and all the moms and stuff are just going nuts on Moses and Aaron. This is, and this is just over a couple of days. Yeah. You know, so, so imagine what this is going to look like over the next three, four months as this plays out. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Lord, wherefore hast thou so evil entreated this people? Why is it that thou hast sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he hath done evil to this people. Neither hast thou delivered thy people at all. And so now, now here Moses is going back to God and you're like, this is, where, doing? this is where the patience thinks, like, come on, God, like, what, what's taking so long? These people are suffering. And God's like, it's the plan. You got to faith in the plan and, and God Moses is down there going God come on man you promised me you promised me all these things and you're not coming through you know and, and that's and that's what we do on a day-to-day -day basis you know yeah. we, we're not trusting in God and we're, we're doing the exact same thing Moses says we're looking to God and going well that hasn't came today God so apparently not given to me so I guess you just don't love me and you don't care about me because you didn't give me that exactly when I wanted it and God's like I already told you the plan we went over the plan, didn't we? And he's, yeah, we went over the plan. Did I tell you exactly how it was going to go? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, and, and he, get, he, he keeps doing this to Moses. And he keeps going, Moses, we already went over the plan. Did I not give it to you step by step? And Moses is like, yeah, you did. But it's taken longer than I, than, than I wanted it to, God. And God's like, Moses, it's my plan. Me and your, me and your plan. you got to let me work with you on this plan. If you want to do it on your own, Go do it on your own. You don't need me. If you want me to help you, then let me work with you on this. You know, and if you can't let God work with you on the plan, then don't involve God in your plan. Because he doesn't he doesn't want to be involved in it. If you can do it all on your own, God doesn't want to be involved in your plan. Right. So if you want a God in your plan and let him direct your plan, then you just have to surrender to him and, and let his plan work out. And Moses will do this and, and take these people to the promised land. And God spake 
unto Moses. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh, for with a strong hand shall he let them go, and with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. And God spake unto Moses, and said unto him, I am the Lord. And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, by the name of God Almighty. And he also here, you know, he hasn't given, until he goes on top of the mountain, he doesn't give him his name. He just refers to himself as I am. He doesn't refer to himself as I am Yahweh. You know, he doesn't tell him this yet. He just tells him to tell Pharaoh that I am sent you. Because that, that, that there's a meaning behind that, because they're not even on a personal level yet. You know what I mean? They're, they're not even acquaintances at this point because Moses hasn't surrendered to him. He can only give him this I am. He can't even reveal his name to him because he doesn't know him yet. And so Moses surrenders to God and goes up that mountain to save the people. And then he finally surrenders to God and God reveals his name to him. But until then he's just By my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them. So he's also saying that he didn't give his name to Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob. That's right. That, he hasn't given his name to anybody yet. So he, he's never revealed his name until Moses surrenders to him completely on top of the mountain. And then he reveals, and he, he gets that special connection with Moses. They become, they become friends. Mm -hmm. And that's what you do with a friend. You, you introduce yourself. Yeah. I am Moses. I am Yahweh. And that's what's happening And Moses is over there making the 1613 laws that God's revealing to him. So they're over there working together to get this thing done. And that's what God wants. He wants you, him over here doing his part, you over here doing your part, and then you come down off the mountain and you have the completed thing that, that represents the, the new world. Yeah. You know, that, that's what God does. And, and then there's Moses. Moses does it. You know what I mean? It, it's so clear how to do it because it's already all done. Mm -hmm. Right here, step by step. And, and you know you just follow this, and you can basically do anything. You know you, you can you can become just like Moses. Yeah. You know, and, and, and Aaron and, and all the all the chosen people of the Israelites. Because remember, the Israelites was was, was just a guy. You know, it's just Jacob. He became Israel. So these Israelites are people that were taught the practices of Jacob. Yeah. You know. So it's Isaac and mm -hmm. Abraham. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, exactly. So, you know, these are just their ways of life yeah. that, that they're being taught, and, and that's how they're able to become the Israelites because they're the chosen people of, of Israel, mm -hmm. you know, through his teachings. That's how they get to the knowledge, to the ancient wisdom, to become the people that they are even today, yeah. you know. So, and, and they still pass down these traditions from 6,000 years ago. Like the Torah is the most read part of the Jewish, I mean, it's, I think it's the only thing they teach. I'm not even sure if they even teach any of the other books of the Bible. I, I don't know much about the Jewish religion, but I know like everything I've ever read about that what, that I know about them is about the first five books of the Bible. You know, that's what they teach in all their schools and all their stuff. That's all they follow is these first five books because there's enough information in here to fulfill your entire life. Yeah, there really is. <laughs> It really is, it but is. I mean, there's so much. It's so great to have the rest of it. Well, it is. It's keeping it. Jesus in a box and God in the box because you didn't finish the book. There's yeah. more to the book. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like it's like stopping at chapter three and be like, ah, I think I know how this ends. Yeah. Got this shit. Yeah. I'm go ahead and just make up the rest of this on my own. That's what happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just, oh, well, I think I made it far enough in the Bible that I can make my own conclusions about what's going to happen next and I'm just going to roll with that yeah. and, and make my own church or make my own this and do these things because you didn't want to you didn't want to complete the Bible once you finish the story you understand the whole concept yeah. it's that it, it was all about teaching us to the end times on what to do on how to be and who to be so God can come through us and resonate the message to give to the people that are going to be here and receive the new message of, of, of how things are going to be. You know, it's it's a book of remembering, so we all know now how to get to God when it's time for all this to happen. Yeah. And it all starts just by this one simple spot. And I have also established my covenant with them 
to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage, wherein they were strangers. And I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. And I have remembered my covenant. Wherefore, say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgments. And I will take you to me for a people, and I will be to you a God. And ye shall know that I am the Lord your God, which bringeth you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will bring you in unto the land concerning the which I did swear to give it to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And I will give it you for an heritage. I am the Lord. You know what I just thought about too is that, so the land of Canaan was the place that Abraham said not to go back to, and Isaac said not to go back to, and that's the place that Jacob went back to whenever all this started. So it's almost to me as though it's like you went to the promised land before it was fine, and that's why all of this happened. You know what I mean? Because it, it makes it so clear that's now why. I, never, I always you wonder have, you why Abraham said you can't go there, just don't go there, but why? Yeah, you didn't learn the lessons yet. Because it was the promised land yeah. that wasn't fine yet. And, and a lot of people don't understand that, like what, it, it's when it's God's time. Right. You know, you can't go there before it's God's time. If you do, then it, it's not a blessing. You know what I mean? And all this happens because he goes to the promised land prior to God allowing him to. When, yeah. when he wants to, not, when, when, not when God said to. So, and, it, and you know, and they clearly told him, like, don't do this. And he said, I'm not going to obey God. And, and he puts all of his people in slavery for 200 years because he chooses to do what Jacob wants to do and not what, 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 what the ancient wisdom told him to do, what, what his father's father told him to do. He, didn't, he chose to do what he wanted to do, to serve himself and not to serve his, his collective family and everybody that, that came from that lineage. You know, he, he served only himself. And, yeah. and, and through his entire life, he served mostly only himself, except for when he served to get his people's hand in marriage and, and do things for himself. He, he served himself, and, and, and it, it brought down an entire nation of people, yeah. and put them, you know. And now, now Moses is here fighting to get them out, yeah. but God's still there. You know, God said to them, you know, I, I remember, you know, I remember my promise. Yeah. You know, so that's a, that's a big thing that God doesn't forget His promise. You know, God's still up there. God still remembers His promise. Mm-hmm. The promise didn't go away. The promise still exists. It's still here. The same promise. It's one. It's only one promise. I only made one promise to us. And I made a promise to Abraham. And he goes through this entire book talking about this. This one promise. This one, I remember the promise, everybody. Like, listen, I remember. Do you remember the promise? Because I do. I've got. I remember the promise from all the way back then. But right here, look, I'm going to show you, like, every point. I keep, this is where I remember the promise. Like, you guys keep, I'm, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep bringing you out of bondage. Because I already promised Abraham that I would. And that's just, that's it. I'm going to keep, and that's what the whole next 50, 64 chapters of the Bible are about, is, is God's keeping this promise, no matter what. Yeah. Keeping it no matter what, you know. Yeah. And Moses spake so unto the children of Israel, but they hearkened not unto Moses, for anguish of spirit and for cruel bondage. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Go in, speak unto Pharaoh, king of Egypt, that he let the children of Israel go out of his land. And Moses spake before the Lord, saying, Behold, the children of Israel have not hearkened unto me. How then shall Pharaoh hear me? For am who am of uncircumcised lips? And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, and gave them a charge unto the children of Israel, and unto Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. These be the heads of their fathers' houses, the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, Hanak and Palu, Hezron and Carmi, these be the families of Reuben, and the sons of Simeon, Jamul and Jamin, and Ohad and Jachin and Zohar, and Shal, the son of a Canaanitish woman. These are the families of Simeon, and these are the names of the sons of Levi, according to their generations, Gershon and Kohath and Merari. And the years of the life of Levi were in hundred and thirty and seven years. The sons of Gershon, Libni, and Shemai, 
according to their families, and those are Moses. That's Moses's kids. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, but let's. I think we're getting out of time here, so let's cut that. Okay. And then we'll uh, start right right there. Okay. All right.